Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Also unfinished, a final bill of protections for Supreme Court justices and their families. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi under new pressure to pass the measure after an armed man was arrested for saying he wanted to kill Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh. So I couldn't understand what Nancy said there. What did she say? She said there will be a bill, but nobody's in danger over the weekend because we don't have a bill. Well, yeah, you don't know precisely when the danger will manifest itself. That's the point. What an incredibly dishonest thing to say. Well, so this is the take I heard. Is this the way you're uh, uh, understanding this situation? Why are they not moving on upping security for Supreme Court justices it's because Democrats don't want to draw attention to the fact that we have to do this because right now it's crazy lefties angry yeah. about a decision that are the threat. Is that is that what's happening here? Well, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, they've been whipping up fervor about how evil this is, and it's the Handmaid's Tale and back alley abortions and oppressing women, and look at these evil conservatives. They've been whipping up the passions as hard as they can, and now it's manifested itself in in, in a, an attempted murder plot by a lunatic, and they just don't want to emphasize that. 
Interesting. So Chris Coons, Democratic senator from Delaware, was on the Fox News Sunday show with Brett Baer yesterday, and they got into a conversation around all of this. How about 62 there, Michael? Senator, we're getting ready for this this ruling, and it's going to be controversial no matter what happens, if it matches the draft, leaked draft opinion or not. There is this this law on the books. I'm just asking, should they follow the law? Should the attorney general say, yes, arrest those people before something happens? Well, Brad, I think uh, if the leaked version of the opinion is matched by uh, what would be a remarkable act of uh, judicial activism, conservative judicial activism, uh, there will be understandable anger uh, across the nation. Uh, As an elected official, I've certainly had protests uh, out front of my house. Uh, Many of us have who serve in Congress or in other elected offices. Uh, But we need to make sure um, that all appropriate actions are being taken to ensure the safety of members of our federal judiciary, including Supreme Court justice. Okay, so don't arrest the protesters based on that title. I got it. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I was pretty surprised it, by it, that it answer. It is kind of hard to figure out what he was saying, honestly. Uh, I was pretty surprised by that answer. I mean, he is a uh, you know one of the more reasonable politicians out there. For him to say understandable anger after this active judicial, eh, you're, you're not completely stoking the fire, but you're moving the coals around just a little bit there. And then he finishes with, but uh, we should uh, do everything uh, we need to to keep them safe. Well, that, that that was the basis of Brett's question. I want to hear what else is said. Yeah, roll on there. 63, Michael. The president said this. Uh, uh, that's, uh, Brad, let's, let's be clear. I didn't say don't arrest protesters. Um, I'm simply saying that all appropriate actions should be taken to ensure the safety of Supreme Court justices. Uh, and I'm not going to say this protester or that protest, protester ought to be arrested. Uh, I just think that that's a judgment call to be made by law enforcement, not by a senator on a Sunday show. Understood. But they haven't been arrested yet. And nobody has for protesting outside these judges' homes that were published online, only the conservative justices. Let's keep going Um, there, Michael. Yeah. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. On the steps of the Supreme Court, do those words qualify, Senator? So here's a key distinction. Uh, What uh, Senator Schumer was saying was that uh, he was upset, uh, he was alarmed, he was concerned at the prospect uh, that justices would reverse decades of a well-established fundamental constitutional right in our country. What he did not say was, uh, let's go attack them. Wow, what a load of rubbish. Yeah, I just, I wish we could get to a place and I, I'm, I don't understand why this is so hard, where everybody just says, hey, no, any of this inflammatory rhetoric about the other side being evil has got to go away. We just need to stop it on both sides. Let's quit. Let's quit. It's gotten too dangerous. It's got too hot. People are going to get killed. Uh, let's, let's stop. But nobody's willing to do that because, as we've talked about a gazillion times, the only way you're ever going to lose is from somebody to the right of you as a Republican or the left of you as a Democrat. So you have to worry about that flank. Yeah, but for Coons not to be able to say it, you know, I wish he hadn't said that. And there, there is one more clip that I haven't heard. Maybe he does say something like that, or, or I, you know, I doubt it, but he might. Uh, play the, the last one, Michael, 65. Uh, I do think that we are at risk of a season of political violence in this country, and all of us should reduce the temper and level of our rhetoric. 
including Senator Schumer, who has said they judge justices release the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You don't see any problem with that kind of language on the Supreme Court. Uh, that's not what I said. Uh, what I just said, Brett, was I think all of us need to reduce the level of our okay. rhetoric uh, and be mindful of the fact that uh, stirring up um, potential violence uh, is not a good or constructive thing to be doing at this moment in our country by any political leader. See, he's doing exactly the same thing as like when Kevin McCarthy's asked, did, did Biden win the presidency? They can't make a declarative statement because they'll be challenged in their own party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about as good as it gets with a politician, I guess. That's why I stopped watching the Sunday shows for a couple of years. It's just so frustrating. We all need to re- lower the rhetoric, including Senator Schumer. I didn't say that. Uh, we all must be mindful. Of- okay, why am I watching this? Because why- you can't have a clip out there that some Democrat to your left is going to say, he sides with the Republicans. Yeah, yeah. And you're Politics doomed. is so stupid. Boy. Yeah, that... Uh- well, what some people are trying to get toward, which was is Brett Baer's purpose, I think, in, in uh, having the topic at all, is this announcement's coming out any day, this Supreme Court announcement. And are, and, and, and what, it, what sort of things are people going to be saying if they do overturn Roe versus Wade? How far is Chuck Schumer, whoever else, going to go in, in claiming, all right, it's on now, we're at war? Well, and the uh, alleged purpose of the demonstrations outside the justices' homes were to make clear our feelings, yay, before the decision's issued. But after it comes out, there could easily be enraged mobs trying to express their their bitter anger. So, yeah, they they better figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to do it now in advance. I would say so. I hope they're doing that behind the scenes. Oh, and, and we don't have, which, and we don't have. You could. It's as easy to picture something that looks a lot like January six on the steps of the Capitol, but in front of Brett Kavanaugh's house. You got a few marshals there trying to push back hundreds of angry people who get into his house. That's not hard to picture at all. No, no, it's horrible, but it's easy to picture. Oh, speaking of which, there are some big time Supreme Court cases coming out, and the uh, big abortion decision is just one of them. I can run those down for you. Okay, that's all on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Testimony about a drunken Rudy Giuliani advising Donald Trump. Maybe we'll get to that next segment. Wow, drunk Rudy. Hair dye running down his face. Mm. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, okay, great. Uh, I can't imagine how that factors in, but what the heck? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, uh, not only is there the uh the, the the big abortion case before the supreme court and we could get a decision any day most likely going to be late in the month um but everybody kind of knows about that right that's one of the big cases involves mississippi's ban on most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy that's the one with the leaked decision the uh, demonstrations we've been talking about etc but there are some other biggies on the docket as well. And uh, court watchers who are wrong as much as they're right think this one could be, uh, this slew of cases could be really uh, big, good for conservatives. Another case 
They mentioned 14 years ago, Supreme Court threw out a Washington, D.C. law that heavily regulated how you could keep a gun in your home, which is just ridiculous. Now the court is considering whether to throw out New York State's law that restricts people's ability to carry guns in public. And, you know, to the extent that you can tell anything from the oral uh, arguments, it looked like they were leaning toward uh, the fact that the law violated the Second Amendment. Uh, bah, bah, bah. If that gets overturned, it would invalidate similar laws in California, Maryland, and Massachusetts, among others. So that's one. Uh, there's a big cl- climate case. It's a little obscure, a little difficult to uh, explain, but it has to do with how strictly the EPA can regulate uh, greenhouse gases. And it gets way into administrative law. So, um, you know. It just occurred to me. So on this uh, the Roe versus Wade decision, the Supreme Court's going to announce it's going to be one of those deals like Obamacare and gay marriage, where we're going to get the heads up that they've made the the, the ruling, and then we're going to have, and then we're going to know what it's going to happen, and then you're going to have the announcement in the building, and then you're going to have people sprinting out the door to reporters, and then the reporters are going to report the exact opposite of what the yes. Supreme Court decided. Right, And then briefly, people will discuss that before they get the information correct. That's almost certainly what will happen. Yeah, exactly. They'll grab the uh, the first page of the ruling and, and run out to the, the cameras. And what they say is like random. It could be <laughs> completely accurate, completely inaccurate, one third accurate, etc. It'll be was a it, waste of everybody's time. Was it gay marriage or Obamacare where they, they, with, where they stated the exact opposite of what the Supreme Court had ruled? Oh, that was so funny. In the desire to be five seconds faster than your competitor, as opposed to, how about we take a full minute here and read this and decide what it's says yeah yeah just hilarious hilarious. a couple other biggies uh there are two big religious rights uh cases religious freedom cases one deals with a main law uh that uh, the state of maine that allows rural residents who live far from any public school to attend a private school um with with state money but it can't be a religious private school well the supreme court i think is going to slap that one down Mm -hmm. and the other one Deals with, uh, and you've probably seen this story, former high school football coach near Seattle who lost his job after praying on the 50-yard line at the end of his team's games, often surrounded by his players and the opponents and that sort of thing. He argues, look, it's just a matter of religious freedom. I wanted to pray, so I prayed. Uh, School district contended he was effectively pressuring team members into participating because, you know, if you wanted to be a starter, you'd probably be better off praying with the coach. I get that argument. I get that argument. So you're going to say to your really religious coach, nah, I don't believe in praying. As somebody who wants to be on the team and liked by the coach, that's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a tough one, although the idea that, nope, you're not allowed to pray because right. people might do the wrong thing with that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, get, I, I, mean, I get that side of it completely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the court is also expected to issue rulings in about 25 other cases in the next few weeks, uh, most of those less ideological, lower profile Um, And then they think the next term, which starts in the fall, could be every bit is a big one. Uh, The court's already agreed to hear cases on affirmative action, voting rights, a clash between religious freedom and LGBTQ++ minus rights. Um, And the justices may also choose to add to its docket the 800-pound gorilla of election oversight cases, which is the uh, long-simmering dispute about the power... Oh, my God, I'm getting paywalled again. Hanson, do something about this. 
uh, the, the power of the feds to oversee elections. So. No, I mean, I want to make it clear. I think it would be awful for the government to say a football coach is not allowed to go out to the 50-yard line after the game and pray. I mean, that would be crazy. I just do believe that the argument by the other side happens to a certain extent, just not enough to uh, take away his right to go pray if he wants to. Oh, oh, yeah, clearly. And I'd be interested to know, especially in the free Adelaide area, whether the and, and in education, whether the uh, the school board members or the administration or whoever, you know, got rid of this guy, whether they're like hardcore progressive uh, activists themselves and just didn't like this guy praying. Right. But uh, nothing is going to be bigger than this decision on Roe versus Wade. No, I don't think so. Although. Uh, on the ground in people's real lives, it will not cause much difference uh, for anybody. Correct. In some of your strictest states, your Oklahomas and Mississippis, yeah, it'll be uh, considerably more difficult to get an abortion. You probably have to drive somewhere. Um, but the idea that it's going to upend women's health care and whatever is just not true. <laughs> I don't think we know what is going to happen in some of those conservative states, you know, because it's, it's easy to have the big talk about how you would uh, legislate abortion when you don't have to. Um, when it comes down to it, it'll be interesting to see how strict they go. There are a couple of states, though, that have passed laws that uh, state they've already passed them. Here's right. how it's going to be if Roe v. Wade is overturned. I think with the assumption that it never would be. And I just wonder how long those will last if it actually if Roe v. Wade actually is overturned. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look into it, but I think some of them have been passed in anticipation of Maybe. this case going one way or the other. I think it's Maybe. a recent thing. We will see. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So we'll hear a little about, about drunken Rudy Giuliani as we're getting some testimony out of the January 6th trial. I don't, I don't really care. I don't think anything out of the January 6th hearings, sorry, not a trial. I don't think anything coming out of the January 6th hearings is going to change one single human being's mind on planet Earth. But if there are any interesting tidbits, I would like to hear them. Yeah, we can probably reset uh, the uh, the uh, the legislation that is now working its way through Congress uh, uh, for gun control. Uh, what's in, what's out, that sort of thing. Again, it's got a long path to go by, but it's gotten farther than any previous effort. So, and it seems actually pretty reasonable. So, we'll we'll outline that for you. Also, uh, the uh, the high-speed rail debacle in California is now being studied internationally as how not to run a government, I thought was at least somewhat amusing. So we mentioned this earlier about how uh, stocks are down today, and uh, some numbers came out that uh, frightened people off and all that sort of stuff. Cryptocurrency really, really took a hit over the weekend. I was all ready to announce that Bitcoin had fallen to $27,000 as of yesterday morning from its high of seventy grand not that long ago. It dropped another 14% 24 hours later till this morning. So in the last 24 hours, it's dropped 14% from its crazy drop over the weekend. Bitcoin now trading at twenty three grand. It was at seventy right before uh, the first of the year. So now is either clearly the time to buy, or it'll never be worth anything ever again. Right. And I haven't got the slightest idea. Buying it now might be a genius idea or a horrible idea. Armstrong. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Was there anyone in that conversation who, in your observation, had had, had too much to drink? Uh, like Mayor Giuliani. Tell me more about that. What was your observation about his uh, potential intoxication during that, that discussion about what the president should say uh, when he's addressed the nation on election night? And the mayor was definitely intoxicated, but I do not um, – <clears throat> know that his level of talk intoxication when he spoke uh with the president for example okay what a big nothing um so, and on obviously- the other hand it is difficult to imagine a circumstance that's improved by a drunk rudy giuliani being on hand you don't know what you're talking about idiot <clears throat> says you you lush Late in the evening on election night, if you are a drinker, you've had a couple of drinks. That doesn't mean you're intoxicated. doesn't really mean anything. And the only reason they ask that question, that's some some of the uh, recorded testimony they're using for the January 6th hearings, which are kicking back off again today. 
Big freaking deal. That was a that was a huge nothing. And obviously, the reason they asked the question was anybody intoxicated is because you'd heard somebody was, and you're hoping to get some big, exciting, splashy headline out of it. And that was it. That was it. Yeah, I think maybe Rudy had been drinking. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Whoop de doo. I, I still hand, I don't get I don't get I exactly go, what's going on here. I would go see the drunk Giuliani's. You know, it depends. How how long's their set? I got an hour before I got to be in a meeting. So I don't know how much y'all remember all election night and how it uh, unfolded and why are we still talking about it, but uh, or if you know who Chris Steyerwald is, but he's the guy that uh, was involved in the polling at Fox News. Some of the best polling that happened in America was, and and the reporting of it was because of Chris Steyerwald when he used to work at Fox, and he Fox was the first network. First organization, because the New York Times hadn't, nobody else had. First organization to call Arizona for Biden on election evening here on the West Coast. It wasn't that late here, because um, I remember it. And it was a very big deal. that Once once Arizona went for Biden, it was more or less impossible that Trump was going to end up winning. So there was a lot of pushback from the Trump team and a lot of pushback from Fox viewers to the extent that they fired Chris Steyerwald at Fox from his job, even though he turned out to be right, Mm. which is astonishing. He lost his job because he made the right call early enough with his stats that Arizona, Arizona had gone. So I guess he was supposed to hold back on that information because it made viewers happier. Uh, yeah, well, and then after after that occurred, there were enough people who hated him for it that they was just uh, they didn't want him around, so they I sacked him. Yeah, sure. If they don't want He's us around, they'll fire us. I mean, if your if your audience doesn't want you around, you get fired. But Chris Steyerwald is uh, he is uh, being questioned there in the January six hearings. This is how some of that went. Mr. Steyerwald, you were at the decision desk at Fox News on election night, and you called Arizona early for President Biden, which was controversial. How did you make that call, and where did you think the race stood in the early hours of the next day? Well, it was really controversial to our competitors, who we beat so badly by making the correct call first. Uh, Our decision desk uh, was the best in the business, and I was very proud to be a part of it. We had a different set of data than our competitors did. We had more research, uh, and we had a better system, and we had a great team. Um, So what you're waiting to see is do the actual votes match up with the expectations in the poll? The real votes are testing the quality of your poll in targeted precincts and in targeted places. And let me tell you, our poll in Arizona was beautiful, and it was doing just what we wanted it to do, and it was cooking up just right. So we knew it would be a consequential call because it was one of five states that really mattered, right? Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona were the ones that we were watching. We knew it would be significant to call any one of those five, but we already knew Trump's chances were very small and getting smaller based on what we had seen. So we were able to make the call early. Uh, We were able to beat the competition. Uh, We looked around the room, everybody says yay, and on we go. And by the time we found out how much everybody was freaking out and losing their minds over this call, we were already trying to call the next state. We had already moved on. We were to Georgia. We were to North Carolina. We were looking at these other states. Uh, So we thought it was, we were pleased, but not surprised. Well, I got to ask the same question David Brooks asked in the New York Times last week. What is the point of this? (laughs) What what (laughs) What are are we we doing doing here? here? (laughs) 
Yeah, I know it. Actually, uh, I just I enjoy that clip just because of the mechanics of how that sort of thing works. Yeah. Um, never mind the result, but uh, I thought it was also interesting that Chris Starwalt um, wrote a piece recently for the Dispatch in which he echoed your thoughts, Jack. Um, he said, uh, oh, and why he agreed to testify and that sort of thing. What should have happened was that acting in mutual defense of the legislative branch and the constitutional order, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and then Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell should have put an impeachment and trial on the fast track. A single short article against Trump for trying to disrupt the transfer of power, including by sending an angry mob to the Capitol, would have been very hard to vote against for Republicans who hadn't been part of the power grab. If such an article had been passed by the House that week, I believe Trump would have been convicted and removed from office by the Senate. Instead, Pelosi put three cable news stalwarts and sharp-elbowed partisans in charge of drafting the articles. Uh, Jamie Raskin of Maryland, David Cislane of uh, Rhode Island, Ted Lieu of California. What the House voted on a week after the attack was not designed to make it easy for Republicans to get to nay. I would say that's the understatement of the year. It was designed to be impossible for Republicans to vote for. Right. Um, one interesting aspect of this that now Chris Steyerwalt is held up as sort of a paragon of decency and all that is right by the left when prior to election night, he was part of Fix News and their fake polling for for many, many years. But now all of a right. sudden he's, you know, a man of the utmost integrity. Yeah, I would say anytime you have any politician claiming any sort of principle of any kind, uh, doubt them. That's probably not true. So what what was the purpose of having him? testify that today at the january 6 hearing what, what are they trying to accomplish here well uh, my understanding of it is and th- i'll tell you in advance folks this answer is not going to satisfy you my understanding is they're trying to build the case that everybody around trump and trump knew that the election wasn't stolen they knew that the results were biden won and they were only pitching that uh, subsequently to raise money um, and, and that it was a, uh, you know, a cold hearted and dishonest attempt to either hang on to power because Trump was going to overturn the Constitution and or um, just a, a fundraising attempt to really whip people up. Really? I hadn't heard that aspect of it. That it's just to raise money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, and they mentioned where where did I come across that? Uh, they've raised well into nine figures hundreds of millions of dollars on the stop the steal thing nine figures is hundreds of millions i think it is isn't it when people say six figures i'm fine with it i'm I'm, I'm warming to seven because i generally recognize that's millions but when you start getting into nine and ten figures i don't know what you're talking about can people just tell me yeah, that's your hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it was okay. in the low end of that range, um, but an astonishing amount of money, you know, and, and I'm not making any judgment about the truth or not. It's just it's been an incredibly successful fundraising uh, pitch. And so there it's funny. Your your lefty media are tap dancing around the idea that this might all be a precursor to criminal charges against Trump. But then they'll spend several paragraphs explaining why that's incredibly unlikely. But then they'll go back to the, so the January 6th committee is trying to establish that Trump knowingly and with malintent, you know, pitched the idea that the election was stolen and tried to hang on to power. Yeah, I think a broad-based 
impeachment article, something like uh, what Chris Steyerwalt just wrote there or um, uh, didn't live up to the oath he took to uphold the Constitution, something vague and general like that, I think would have worked, but only we'll never know. So also in political news, uh, I found this so interesting. Uh, Don Young was a congressman from Alaska for almost 50 years, which should never happen. Anyway, uh, it has sparked perhaps the strangest congressional race in America. The Washington Post Dan Zak reported recent voting reforms in the state mean that Alaskans are set to cast, quote, four votes using two methods over three time periods in two races for the same seat. And both Sarah Palin and Santa Claus are among the four dozen options on the first of those ballots. Of course, neither one of those uh, characters actually exists. Uh, Let's see. Anyway, I thought that was funny. So Sarah Palin might be a congressperson from Alaska. Didn't know that. Uh, We've got an Onion headline here that I found interesting and funny. The Onion. Satirical newspaper. Do we all know that? It is indeed. It's got three little kids up on a up on a stage in front of a big uh, a big screen showing a picture. Toddler scientists finally determine number of peas that fit in ear canal. <laughs> <laughs> Toddler scientists, you see. <laughs> All the days oh my when gosh. my kids would stick various things into their ears and nose. <laughs> At the dinner table. Oh, oh God dang it. I, it's funny. I just had that emotion sweep over me of that sort of experience. And I, I don't know how you'd describe it. It's the emotion of this is clearly something I need to deal with. It's probably not a big problem, but I really have to deal with this. I remember when my little brother, he was younger enough than me, I remember when he had a pee in his nose, in his nostril and I was horrified and my mom <laughs> my mom reacted the way you react when it's your third kid having done that thing, like it was nothing and so that kind of prepared me from parenthood in that I had freaked out about it as a 8 year old <laughs> with my brother and realized it's not a big deal <laughs> What is that impulse? I'm gonna. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna shove this up me. I'm gonna see what happens. I think. I think this pee ought to be in this nostril. I don't, I don't know, but every two year old thinks it's an important uh, experiment to do. I mean, I can't. I can't come up with anything psychologically, anthropologically, biologically. There's no reason to have a vegetable in your nose, Elon tweeting about what he thinks is the biggest problem facing America and maybe the world. Which I think is kind of interesting. Among other things we can touch on on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The NBA Finals, Boston fans have taken a particular dislike to Warriors power forward Draymond Green. Everybody doesn't love Draymond in Boston. He has been greeted with chants of F.U. Uh, each time he's played there, which you do have to take with a grain of salt. F.U. is like their aloha in Boston. It means that's how they greet everyone. That's what Ben Affleck's grandma says when he goes home to visit. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how dedicated they are to hating to Draymond Green at various arenas, including there in Boston, and that every time he touches the ball, they boo, or every time he misses a shot, they boo. It's just, I, I would forget, I think, throughout the course of the game, oh, that's right, I have to hate that guy and boo every time something happens. Yeah, yeah there's game- got to be a special branch in the NBA Hall of Fame that has Draymond and uh, Dennis Rodman and uh, Bill Lambeer and the various provocateurs that have been big stars in the league, mostly because they make everybody so angry. Game five tonight. Game four was awesome. Uh, I mentioned Elon tweeting about what he think is the biggest problem for America and the world, really, and that's depopulation and pointing out the United States has been a below replacement rate of births for a half a century now, and it is a giant problem, but um, he, he stays on that topic. That's one of the reasons he wants to go to Mars. To, like, have sex and have babies? Uh, have have a new place to populate. He thinks climate change and a bunch of different things are the reason. Those of you well, wait who a think, minute. Those of you out there who think he's some sort of right-winger taking over Twitter. No, he's one of those climate change people aren't having babies because of climate change people. 
Well, wait a minute. So you're going to go to the trouble of going to Mars to repopulate as opposed to repopulating this planet? I'd have to get more out of him. I have no idea what he's talking about. So there's been a lot of this sort of study. Here's another one from the New York Times. Do COVID precautions work? Yes, but they haven't made a big difference. I thought this was pretty good. And the fact that it's coming from the New York Times, and so they're, you know, they're wording it in as generous a way toward their point of view as they can. And still, it's pretty tepid. Daily life in red and blue states at this point has continued to be quite different. And they make this point statistically. In the country's most liberal cities... That would be New York, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, San Francisco, Portland, etc. The number of seated diners last month was still 40% below pre-pandemic levels. Hmm. 40% below pre-pandemic levels, which is amazing. But residents in um, uh, other cities that are more right-wing, like Las Vegas, Miami, Nashville, Phoenix, Charlotte, and Austin have completely gotten back to pre-pandemic level. I mean, that's a stark difference. It's not like, you know, 10% less or something. No, 40% less or the same as it was pre-pandemic. Well, particularly given how close to the the, uh, pass-fail line most restaurants spend their entire existence, they don't have, you know, 40% to give away. Right. Uh, Similar similar differences in, in just spending more time at home or in the office. In that, in uh, New York, uh, uh, Washington, D.C., San Jose, people are still spending a lot more time at home than those other cities. Mask wearing, much more common in liberal communities than conservative. We all know this. Um, so these stark differences create a common natural experiment here. Did Omicron spread less? We're just talking about Omicron here. The most recent variant. Did Omicron spread less in the parts of the United States where social distancing and masking were more common? The answer is unclear, says the New York Times. Nationwide, the number of official COVID cases has recently been somewhat higher in heavily Democratic areas than Republican areas, according to the Times data. That comparison doesn't fully answer the question, though, because Democratic areas were also conducting more tests. Right. Good job, New York Times, for pointing that out. And the percentage of positive tests tended to be somewhat higher in Republican areas, so that's kind of a wash. They end with, no single statistic offers a definitive answer. When I look at all the evidence, this is the person who crunches the numbers on these, when I look at all the evidence, I emerge thinking that liberal areas probably had slightly lower Omicron infection rates than conservative areas, but it's difficult to be sure, and uh, they could be interpreted in different ways. I think the fact that they're willing to even say that means huh. there's it's a nothing. So you're kind of sort of thinking that maybe there was a tiny difference. Yeah, okay. and that's from a publication that started really wanting that to be true. Yeah. So the question is, what does that do to businesses to be 40% down in the number of people coming to the restaurant and no benefit from uh, in terms of uh, disease spread? Yeah, yeah, I know it. Well, that's that's been pretty evident for a pretty long time, honestly. Absolutely. Um, but they're finally getting around to admitting it in the New York Times. And let's go ahead and talk about the schools being closed if we're on the topic. Uh, a couple of other uh, COVID notes. Do you remember hearing over and over again how one of the defining characteristics of the, the pandemic was it's disproportionately hurting black and Latino Americans? Well, that was a snapshot in time. And at this point now, it looks like as you look at the whole thing, no, actually white people were disproportionately affected. And that's according, again, to the lefty New York Times. Really? I hadn't heard this. 
Yeah, so so much for that uh, that narrative. Although I remember, I I became cynical about that sort of thing almost immediately because I remember it was like uh, six weeks, two three months uh, max into the, the the COVID, when it was utterly clear that men were dying at much higher rates than than women. Uh, one of your lefty Congress gals at some rally said, "What has become clear is this is primarily a pandemic for women." And I thought, well, okay, all right. So, you know, it's it's like that old joke about, uh, you know, if a meteor is going to uh, end the world, the headline in the New York Times is going to be, uh, meteor will wipe out all life, poor and minorities hardest hit. Um, and then... <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then this headline from the Atlantic: A negative COVID test has never been so meaningless. They they point out, and I wish I had a little more time, but uh, if you take, you can take three, four, five COVID tests. You're feeling funky. You know something's wrong. Whatever. You could string together five false negatives in a row before you test positive, and you're sick, sick. So it has to do with the Omicron again, right? So I'm not sure what the point is. Yeah, if you miss an hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, you can grab a podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand is what we call it. Armstrong. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.